Welcome to the Fearless Women's Podcast, where Dr. Madeline Turner aims to motivate women who are stuck in their lives to shift their mindset and change their behaviors so they can regain their power and achieve the life they truly desire. And now, here's your host, Dr. Madeline Turner. All right, ladies. So today we have Natalie with us and Natalie is in the Tampa Bay area and she is a realtor and she owns her own business with her husband. So I'm going to have her come on here and tell you a little bit more about herself before we get started. So hi, Natalie. Hi, Madeline. Thank you so much for having me um, and interviewing me. (laughs) This is exciting. Yeah. I'm I'm so glad that you're here. Yeah, so a little bit about myself. Um, my name is Natalie Pindar. My husband, Nick, and I have been in Florida since 2014. We originally are from New Jersey. Um, we have a real estate team that we run together full-time with Keller Williams in Largo, or I guess you could say Bel Air, Florida. And we service all of Pinellas County, so it gets to be busy. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. It gets to be very busy and working together has been fun. It's, (laughs) I know it's difficult for a lot of people, but we, we really try to find a way around the difficult and, um, and do well together, which is, I would have to say why we're so happy because it's, it's really made a difference in my day to just get to spend it with him you know? Yeah. I think that's great. Well, that you can, I know not all couples can work together so that it works out for you guys. Yeah. And yeah, no, that's very true. Get to enjoy each other's company a little bit more. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so that, I mean, that's pretty much it. Okay. Not that exciting. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and okay. So with the podcast, you know, we're um, reaching out to women and we're just sharing stories. So if there's anyone out there struggling and they hear your story and they connect with it, they can get some inspiration and know they're not alone. So can you tell me about a time in your life that you were really unhappy and just at rock bottom and struggling and what was going on and how did you move past that? Yeah, uh, definitely. So moving to Florida was not the easiest decision that we ever made. Um, My husband and I have been together since we were 17. So we're going on 14 years now. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's great. (laughs) I know. I feel so old. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, we decided that we needed to leave New Jersey in order to not only grow together, but to work together because in the New York, New Jersey area, that's, it can be a difficult thing. And we were running into some roadblocks. We just didn't know how to deal with mentally, um, with our family, things like that. So we came here and my brother had already been here. He went to school here and he loved it. He made an announcement one Christmas that he was never coming home. So I said, let's, let's try it. Yeah. (laughs) see what happens. And that was tough. Um, we thought that was as tough as things could be. We, we were new. We were trying to figure out what we were going to do. We decided to get our real estate license. Uh, we got news that we were having our first child who is, uh, he's going to be four now. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, let's just go. So we got our license. We hooked up with Keller Williams who we're still with today. And we just had to get out there and meet some new people. We had to train. We had to figure out exactly how we were going to make the best out of our business and make the most money possible. 
And then in 2017, when things were just starting to really pick up, my husband was diagnosed with stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma. Ugh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so it gets harder than that. <laughs> yeah. Um, at the time, he was mainly our lead agent. I was home, working from home as the back office. And I was, getting, I was getting a lot of the training in. I was getting to know the office. But he was really focused on all of the things that you need to practice and know to deal with, you know, lead generating, contracts, negotiations. Um, and when he was diagnosed, we really needed to make a switch. And we needed to do it fast because we had business that was going. And somebody once told me, there's nothing 25 closings can't change. So I'm like, okay, well, we can't stop closing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now more than ever, do we need to close, close, mm -hmm. close? Um, so that was really tough to get that news. And to not, to not take a minute and dwell on it was, I guess it was scary at first because we were kind of making it like, okay, cancer. Let's go. What do we have to do? And a lot of people were afraid for us in doing that, especially our family who loves you. You know, they want to commiserate with you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they want to hold you and mm -hmm. just like, no, we're just, we're going to keep going and, and we'll deal with what we have to deal with. So that's what we did. Um, it, it's interesting looking back and we, we talk about this often, Nick and I, that a lot of things happened between 2014 and 2017 that we thought were working against us until we got this news and we realized that they were really preparing us for this year, this 2017 year. Wow. Um, right, like things like 2015 and most of 2016, we should have been doubly productive. Like we, we just didn't understand why we weren't more productive than we were. And it was fortunate because we had just made the cut to be on Medicaid for him to be on Medicaid. So all of his chemo was covered. Oh my goodness. I know. And I'm like, Oh, so we're luckily we're poor enough <laughs> right? Aww. to get this type of insurance and, you know, work all it out, all of it out that way, which you know, I'm sure, you know, it can be very expensive. Oh yeah. And that just adds to your healing time when you're worried about things like that. So, um, that was, that was eye opening when we had learned about that. And then, um, just me having to get into the driver's seat was a new thing. I'm not a stranger to being a driver. Um, I had worked in fashion and I had worked as an executive assistant for the um, president, vice president of MSG Media. I had interned there too. Um, so I was used to like that fast paced go, go, go. But I just, I wasn't studying like he was. I wasn't practicing like he was. So it was a little bit scary at first, you know, getting Absolutely. in there. So yeah, I would have to say though, that the one thing that changed all of that for us for that whole year was having a coach because in December, I think it was December of 2016, we registered with um, MAPS Mastery Coaching 
and it's a, I guess it's a sub company of Keller Williams where they will coach you one-on-one every week for a half an hour in your business and in your life and truly get in there and figure out, okay, what are your limiting beliefs? What are your goals? How do we get from A to B, B to C and so on? Um, And we had a choice to give that up in January where we had just really started or to just go with the flow and open up a credit card and keep putting it on there. And that's what we did. So I would have to say that coaching was the number one thing for me to keep me going in the right direction. Oh, I'm so glad you had that during that time. Yes. I'm sure it was not easy. And it's, it's easy to let go of things like that during stressful times, right? Yes. It's, it's easy to want to just be left alone and figure it out yourself because Mm -hmm. you feel like, okay, who really understands my situation? You know, everybody's situation is different. So it's hard to relate to anyone. Yes. Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with our coach, at least I knew that we could still hit our goals for 2017 and that he he really helped me focus the three to four hours a day that I had the energy to be working. He really helped me focus on what I should be doing to make the most impact in our business, which I wouldn't have been able to do on my own. Right. You know, you, you need somebody that you not only trust, but who knows what they're doing to tell you, okay, A, B, and C need to get done today. Everything else doesn't matter. Sure. And kind of giving you permission. Yeah. Right. You know, <laughs> you don't have to feel as guilty. <laughs> right. It's like, well, my coach said, so I, I say that a lot. I even say that a lot now. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, um, yeah, I, it's kind of a blur. Twenty seventeen, he was doing really well. He went, um, I think it was April. He started his chemo in February, and in April, his port where they tap into and 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 do your chemo, mm-hmm. his port in his chest had gotten infected, and we didn't know about it. And he, it went septic. Oh no. Yeah, so that was really, I would have to say those two weeks were the rock bottom two weeks of our whole existence until now. Sure. (laughs) Like all of our years up until today, that was really the rock bottom couple of weeks to have to bring him in and not, I mean, we didn't even know that that was happening. You know, it's not something we were checking on. It's Mm -hmm. just okay, he's really sick and we don't know why. So we brought him in and um, they took out the port when they figured out that that it was sepsis. And then when he came back from taking out the port, he had pneumonia, which is like some kind of rite of passage to get pneumonia at the hospital. Oh my gosh, <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> it's like an induction thing. So then he um, he spent, I guess he was on these powerful antibiotics and he spent the next six, seven days not being able to breathe. He was on oxygen the whole time because whatever had gotten into his lungs, um, he just, he couldn't breathe. I think he was at 80%. And yeah, it's really tough to not have 20% of your lungs to use. Oh my goodness. You probably feel like you're drowning. 
Yeah, and I was sitting there every day and every night um, just working from the hospital room. Mm-hmm. And thank God my mother had moved down here when we had our son. Um, when he was about a year old, she had moved into her condo on the beach permanently. She was she had one that she was renting for years. Mm-hmm. And then we were getting so busy with business. I'm like, you know, why don't you just stay? <laughs> what are you coming home to? I know. And she loves it. She loves being with him. They're, they're a great team. So she had him, she had him a lot in 2017, but for those two weeks, he basically was living with her in our house. So it sounds like a lot of what you, you used a lot of help during that time. You weren't afraid to ask and use it. No. And I, I had so much business running too. I was going under contract when we were, I remember I was negotiating a contract while I was driving him to the emergency room. (laughs) I'm like, okay, you're sick. We'll deal with it. However, I need to take this call. (laughs) (laughs) You just, it's easier for me to keep going than to to get all nervous about it because Mm -hmm. at that point it just was what it was. Um, And then we had a couple of closings happen while he was in the hospital too. So I had to outsource a lot of what I would normally be hands-on with. I had to call my office and just say, hey, can somebody do this for me today at three o'clock? Or can somebody sit at a closing or go to a final walkthrough? And we had so many friends in our office already calling one and asking them and then having them say, I can't, but I'll call so-and-so or I'll call this person and I'll figure it out for you was huge. Oh, that's awesome. It was huge to have them be there for us like that. Great. And where are things today? Today we're doing good. We've doubled our business so far from 2017. Um, I think we're looking at about 20 closings by the end of this year, or maybe, I think maybe a couple more, 22 closings by the end of this year. Um, and we've really leveraged a lot already, which leaves us both open to being lead real estate agents with our team instead That's of just one. Awesome. That is yeah. very exciting. Yes. And he's been in remission for a year in September. That it was so great. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, we've, our whole outlook on life has, has changed and he'll even tell you, which it's more his message to send than mine, but he will tell you that he is very thankful for that year that he struggled with cancer because it just, you have to change mm-hmm. everything you're doing. You have to change what you're eating. Yep. The, even if you're taking supplements, like what kind you're taking, Absolutely. You, know, you always know you should look into that, but not until you have to. <laughs> you know it what I mean? kind of forces you at that point, doesn't it? Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our food. I remember I came home from the first time we went to the hospital when he was admitted and they diagnosed him. I came home and I, I took out all of the food in the house and I donated what I could and I threw away everything in the fridge and I, I had to go out and buy all new food. That was, you know, good food. It, yes. it was safe food. Mm-hmm. I should say. Um, so that's still something that we do today. We make sure we 
we get the best food that we can. Um, things like that, they contribute to your energy. They contribute to your mindset. And we are very thankful for that year. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that, you know, everybody came out from the other side. Okay. Yeah. Um, it sounds like you guys, like I said, you used your, your support system, which is great. Cause I know when you're going through hard times, sometimes it can be easier to try to not use help, but mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty unrealistic to think you can do everything on your own all the time right? <laughs> and that you're, you're going to be able to handle it all and not break down. That's a lot of stress for somebody. Yeah. You, you, you start to run on adrenaline. It's amazing sure. how they say that, like that survival instinct kicks in mm-hmm. and I think for two weeks I ate like a total of five pounds of food. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I I think I was so thin. My like yoga pants were falling off of me. Yeah. But you were just <laughs> consuming food, right? <laughs> I'm like, this should be a happy moment. <laughs> and, yet, and yet it's really sad. Yeah. So um, it was, yeah, that was a short thing. As soon as we got home, I just started eating all kinds of junk food again. <laughs> <laughs> just don't like so, detoxify my brain. I'm like, let's let's order in some ice cream. You, you want that comfort. <laughs> right, right. So it's it's easy to want to shut down and just give in to that. However, when you're in survival mode and when you're you're just running on empty and you don't have a choice but to keep going, it's amazing what your mind can conjure up. It's, you know, some people who live in deep fear will conjure up horror in their head. But when you choose to refuse fear, you start to see yourself. It's like, okay, I can do this for two more hours. You know, I can, I don't have to call. I can write up a contract on my own. You know, I can do this on my phone. It's amazing what you're, you can accomplish when you take it one step at a time. Absolutely. Uh-huh. You know, we're huge. Well, I'm huge about mindset around here and shifting that. And I, it's exactly what you said. You just, you change the way it, it's been working, you know, if it hasn't been working for you and it's negative and you, you just actively choose to start changing it. And, mm-hmm. and it is amazing how it can change and, and then where you'll be down the road. Yeah. And the first step in that is to just be conscious of what mm-hmm. you're thinking. I agree. You know, even if it's hard for you to change, if you can say to yourself, okay, I know this isn't the best line of thinking. However, I have to think this way right now. At least you admitted to yourself that there's room to change that. I think that's so important. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. To be aware is powerful. Yeah, absolutely. I wish everybody was more aware. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Just open up a little bit more and be more connected. Yeah, it's hard to be honest with yourself because it is. you can't. It, you know what you? I think there's a saying. I forget who said it, but you attract the people around you, or is, is what you attract. So when you start to change your thinking, you stop attracting the victims and the negative thinkers. So it makes it more difficult for you to exist in your own misery. Yeah. And I think that's why I believe that's why it's difficult for people to change their mindset because now they need to accept the fact that there are people out there who don't think like that. Absolutely. It's so true. 
Yeah. You know, and some of those people they might have really good relationships with too. And part of that growth. And when you do move through that is you might lose some of those relationships or they might have to change right down the toilet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when your husband is sick and you're exhausted and you have a child who, you know, and my, my son is on a speech delay as well. So the, the year for him at age two, where you would really dive into that. And we, we were just kind of like, it's okay. He's, he's perfectly healthy. Right. He eats, he, you know, we still have a way of communicating with him. There's nothing wrong with him. However, this, whatever this delay is, we'll have to wait <laughs> because right. we just don't have time for that. And now, I mean, we, there's so much that we do with him that we can focus on now. And, um, we're expecting our second child actually next week. <laughs> so, so exciting. Yeah. It's very exciting. It's been a whole, we just go from one extreme to the next. We just that's, live in extremes. <laughs> that's how it happens sometimes. <laughs> it makes it interesting. It does. It's never boring around here. It's perfect. <laughs> um, so yeah, you, you definitely, um, I don't, I don't remember where I started with all that, but you definitely can shape your own life through your thoughts. And I truly believe that's what we did. That's awesome. All right. Well, I think that you have an incredible story. Thank I've you. Told, yeah. And I'm so glad, like I said, that everybody came out on the other side and you guys are moving yes. forward and still growing. All right. Let's see. So I have some questions for you. Are you ready? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what is the best advice you have ever received? Um, the best, the best advice was to get a coach and not just any coach, but the best coach you can afford the best coach that you can find, figure out a way to afford them and do what they say, because without that, not just accountability, but without that support that is in your corner at all times, you're again, left to the people who are just naturally around you. And they're not always the best choice. Right. Absolutely. I think that's great advice. Yeah. And let's talk about if our ladies or our listeners are looking for maybe a book or a podcast, um, do you have any that you recommend that you have found Uh, useful? For a podcast, I listen to the One Thing podcast, which is a book that was written by Gary Keller of Keller Williams and Jay Papazan. And it's not so much. It's actually, it's not about real estate at all. It's about focusing on what your one thing is. And so I would, I would actually highly recommend you reading that book first and then their podcasts. Um, they interview all kinds of people. Okay. I had, I had just listened to a podcast where they interviewed the father of a child who it was about time blocking and you think you're going to talk to some business person, but really it was the father of a child who has severe, um, I think it was epilepsy or something like that, where he had, he would have seizures and almost have some kind of horrible issue and how they needed to time block their whole life. And they have like five businesses now and all this stuff. So definitely that podcast is life changing. Okay. Well, we'll have to put that info in the, um, the notes part of this podcast. So if you guys want to check it out, Natalie's recommendation. And last thing is, do you have any extra last advice you want to give anyone? Um, my brokerage is run mostly by women. 
So I know that most of your audience is women and um, being a woman and a wife and a mother, it can be a lot of hats that we wear every day. So if you have questions about things like that, I mean, I, I would love to talk to anybody who had questions about things like that and to see where you're coming from. However, find a woman who does all the things that you want to do and call them. Even if you found them online, you know, yes. even if they're your friend's boss and they have their family and their millions and their office and whatever they have that, that you are like, okay, how do I do that? Ask them. They yep. will tell you. Yep. I think that's great. Yeah. Absolutely. They will definitely tell you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Of course. And I will make sure all of your info is in the um, notes or the summary section as well. So anybody can contact you and reach out to you if they want to. And like she said, Natalie, is she says she wants to talk to y'all if you want to talk to her. So yeah, I'm free here. to reach out. <laughs> You're going to get all kinds of phone calls. <laughs> oh, good. That's good. That's a change. There you go. All righty. All right. Thank you so much for being on here, Natalie. And if any of y'all just resonated with her story, please reach out to her. I know that it seems like anymore, a majority of us have been affected by cancer on some level. And that's a hard one, right? Cancer literally sucks. And that's definitely a struggle. And I'm really glad that Natalie's family has been really blessed with how things have turned out. But if you need to connect or like you, like she said, she's really great at real estate in the area and, and she's just been through some different things with having to get up back up on her feet and take care of her family in that time of need and being able to use her resources, reach out to her, connect with her. All right. And again, if you are looking for another community to join where there are women to support you and what you're going through and that you can connect with, I have a free Facebook group, the Fearless Women's Community please go out and ask to be part of it. We'll get you in there. We'll get you moving forward. And until next time, ladies, go be fearless. This episode of the Fearless Women's Podcast has ended. If you love these messages, please share and give the podcast a five-star review. Until next time, you can find Dr. Madeline on Facebook and Instagram as the Fearless Women's Mentor.